0: Hey, everybody. On today's Locked on Bama, we're going to talk about another big prospect that has set a commitment date. and It's coming up very, very soon. We'll talk about that for sure. We're also going to talk about the potential of beer sales at Bright Denny. Um, It sounds both awesome and dangerous, Jimmy and I will discuss. And we're going to talk about some more about the visitors coming in this weekend. It's going to be another big weekend at Alabama. So uh, stick with us. We're coming right back with Locked on Bama.
1: Super excited. You know, with football seven weeks away, and the first preseason game is seven weeks from today, from the day we're recording. This is a great sports weekend. NBA Finals, Stanley Cup, US Open, College World Series. That's that's all this weekend.
0: Yeah, but I mean I'm more fired up about recruiting than any of that stuff.
1: Oh, and, and then there's that. Um,
0: this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto as I put up my kick butt graphic that I've uh copy and pasted it onto here rock Otto, want to appreciate those guys and also want to appreciate you for making this your first listen you guys are the best thank you so much as uh jimmy gets all hoity-toity drinking that starbucks right in front of me knowing oh, we dude. don't have a starbucks here in alexander city alabama uh,
1: uh what i jimmy, did was I, melt, I melted a built bar i melted <laughs> a built bar and i'm drinking it out of the starbucks cup <laughs>
0: came up with a built bar flavor. That'd be cool. They have every other kind of flavor. I don't know why they wouldn't do Starbucks, but I mean, a built bar, but um, anywho, uh, Jimmy, another big prospect has set a commitment date. This time is Wilkin Formby. Um, boy, if there's ever a, a name that sounded like I'm big, strong, um, I'm kind of country and I'm going to play offensive lineman for the University of Alabama, it's Will Formby. And he just happens to be from Tuscaloosa. Uh, he's a big dude. Another just given you guys who are watching YouTube, it's sort of a graphic. It covers up me and Jimmy for the most part. There's Will Conformy's down to Alabama, Tennessee, Ole Miss, and Oklahoma. I think most people believe this coming down to Alabama and Ole Miss. And uh, boy, I would give Alabama the edge, wouldn't you?
1: Yes. Although I'm not convinced. I'm 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 pretty sure this is Alabama. But He's had a very, very interesting recruitment because I followed a long time, sort of know uh, of and 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 I'm uh, friends with uh, someone in his family. Uh, and I root for this kid. I was rooting for him before Alabama ever offered him for that reason, a uh, very Tuscaloosa family. they're They're not just from Tuscaloosa. Uh, most of you folks already probably know you know they' he's in the uh, members of his family on the Taco Casa franchise. Uh, so that's that's very Tuscaloosa. Uh, Grandpa not only uh, played for Alabama, but is a, a big supporter of the program. So uh, <clears throat> and they're Alabama fans. They just are. But that doesn't mean that Wilkin uh, wants to stay home. And, and, you know, this is a kid with good grades, a great kid. He's going to be a success in life, no matter what he does, whether it's football or anything else. A lot of kids like to go off to college. Also, Alabama, even with all this ties to Alabama, wasn't the first school to recruit Wilkin. Uh, And and there's all these things. So I'm not convinced it's Alabama, but I believe it will be Alabama. And if we're we're predicting today, based on sources close to the program, sources close to Wilkins recruitment and my gut feel, based on all of that, I'm saying Alabama. But uh, with 100% certainty, not, not just yet, because if you asked me 30 days ago, I would have probably leaned to Ole Miss.
0: Yeah, I'm with you there, too. And, in fact, uh, I think on at least some other sites, Crystal Ball forecast, which I think are a little dated uh, because they put these Crystal Balls in earlier, um, they have him going to Ole Miss. I know he flirted with Auburn for a second, but they didn't make his Final Four. Um, I, look, I, I'm, I really want this kid. Uh, at first I was like, eh, take it or leave it. But now I'm looking around, Jimmy, at the – at the list of guys in state and how great this year is, and I'm realizing, hey, Alabama's going to miss out on more than I thought probably here. Now it's no reason to hit the panic button. Nothing like that. Alabama still will have a fabulous class, of number one, number two, or number three class. There's no doubt about it. But you think about guys like AJ Harris, who Alabama probably won't get. You think about Tony Mitchell, who now the universe believes will be going to Texas A&M. All of a sudden. You know, some of these guys, uh, Chris Basina, who I know Alabama didn't pursue, I understand. But I'm just saying, when you look at the list of the top 20 guys in the state of Alabama, there are a lot of dudes going other places already. So I, I want to, to um, have the perception we still dominate this state. I don't want it to just be the perception. I want it to be the reality. So I, I'm really hoping for him. I also think he's a very good player. I mean, it's not like I just want to have him just because he's ranked highly. I think he's a good player, and he's a hometown kid, and I love uh, the Tuscaloosa kid, done good. I mean, we just had Brian Robinson come through. Um, so I, I think that's very positive to, to get him on board. I just hope it happens. So, Jimmy, um, let me go ahead and tell everybody about Bet Online. It's your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including – This year's NBA basketball championships, the NHL conference and, or excuse me, NHL Stanley Cup Finals, uh, the Major League Baseball stuff going on, uh, and of course the fighting news from MMA and UFC. Also, football futures, college and pro. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. Head to the website today, or use your mobile device, because BetOnline—that's where the game starts. As you see, this another kick butt graphic I have put up there. For you people. Jimmy, I need to tell everybody too about our listener survey. Um, this is a very cool thing. Uh, we have an important favor to ask of you. We put together this survey so we can learn more about our listeners like you and make your favorite locked on podcast even better this is your opportunity to what you like and what you don't like about locked on podcast go to locked on podcast.com slash survey right now to get started or don't go right now go after this podcast it won't take very long and everyone that completes the survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 100 ticket master gift cards to take our audience survey all you got to do is go to locked on podcast.com survey thanks for your help jimmy um want to talk about beer sales in Tuscaloosa potentially uh, let me do
1: a quick rant on Wilkin Formby while we're on it a quick rant <laughs> sure uh this is I'm not talking to everybody I'm talking about to to just a select a few uh you know internet posters and tweeters and social media with, with a guy like wilkin i don't think it's wilkin himself i think it's guys like wilkin over the years and and wilkin he's local right he's local he's tuscaloosa uh comes from a uh, sort of a prominent family around town. I think there's this idea in the fan base that they don't get excited about him. I think there's a lot of, eh, I'm not sure how good this kid is. We, we probably had to take him. I think there's some rumblings out there like that from some, let me, let me ask these people. Wilkin is ranked in the on three consensus. That means the consensus opinion of on three rivals, ESPN, and 24-7, the 90th best prospect in the whole country. Tennessee's going to sign a top-10 class. Do do we think Tennessee cares that his family owns Taco Casa in Tuscaloosa? Do, do you think Oklahoma, who's going to have another top-10 class, do they care about Wilkins' ties to Alabama? What about LSU and Florida, who would also take Wilkin Formby, who have offered him? I mean, if Wilkin was from, let's just pick a state – East Texas, and was a 6'7", 300-pound tackle with his tape, with offers from Oklahoma and Tennessee, LSU, Florida, and Auburn and Ole Miss, would we be going, eh? But there's something about when we see Tuscaloosa, Alabama as his hometown, there's something about that that gets people shrugging their shoulders. Now, I'm not talking about everybody. I'm just talking about the cynics and people who just tend to grumble about everything despite the fact they're living through the greatest dynasty in the history of college football. And what I'm saying is, watch the kids' tape. You'll get excited about him. Wilkin we'll Formby, if he chooses Alabama, will be a big, big pickup for the Tide. Period. So, end of rant.
0: No, I agree with you a couple of things. First of all, East Texas is not a state.
1: It um, <laughs> could be. could be. You said pick a state, and then you said, a state, said East Texas. And then Texas. I, said, I said pick a state, and then I said Las Vegas.
0: Uh, secondly, you know what it reminded me of as you were talking, because I think you're absolutely right that we always take for granted Alabama does, at least in the Saban era, that we're going to get whatever in-state guys we want, and if you don't, if you're in-state, you don't go to Alabama because we didn't want you, um, and that's not fair. And I think this year we'll uh, play that out, but it reminds me of you know how if, if you're married to Cindy Crawford. You, after a couple of years, you're like, hey, I go home to Cindy Crawford every day. Every, after a couple of years, you, somebody else is going to turn your head and everybody else is going to be like, yeah, that's Cindy Crawford. And you're going to – but you realize you take her for granted. Or it reminds me of these pro football and basketball players. I think there was one, a pro basketball player recently just got caught with like three pounds of marijuana in his car or something for distribution. And I'm thinking, you have a job that pays you a gazillion dollars. Why would you want to do this job? Because it's always the other thing that makes that uh, versus what you take for granted. That seems so appealing. The thing that you have in the bag is not appealing anymore. And we always need to be reminded a dude like will conform just because he's from Tuscaloosa doesn't mean he's not good and it shouldn't be exciting. It should be exciting when we meet this dude. So, um, and then one other thing, Jimmy, and what we'll do is uh, since we turn this into another will conform me segment, um, we're going to do the last segment on the beer sales and talk about the uh, the recruits for the weekend and, and the next podcast. But I, this is apropos of nothing. Um, I've been advised not to do apropos of nothing uh, bits anymore. But last night or yesterday, the Houston Astros threw two immaculate innings. Mm-hmm. I have never in my life heard that term. I've heard immaculate reception. I've heard immaculate conception. And I've had people say, Luke, your body and physique is the absolute opposite of whatever immaculate is. But I have never heard immaculate inning. And I had to look it up. And I'm shocked at how few times it's happened.
1: In Major League Baseball.
0: In Major League Baseball. I'm shocked.
1: I happens mean, at, happens at Little League parks every day.
0: But it's it's like only happened... 108 times or something stupid in major league history. There are 162 games for each team. And this has only happened like hundred and eight times in major league baseball history. And for Which those goes who back don't to like know, 18 to 80. Yeah. For those who don't know, that means you strike out the side on three on nine pitches. You strike out the side on nine pitches. So it's it's nine straight strikes. And you're telling me and the Astros did it twice in one game with two different pitchers. Which is ridiculous against the same um, hitters,
1: against the same hitters, with the same
0: hitters, yep. and, and so that's that's <laughs> another thing. You know, just when we think we've seen all sports can give us, you know, they give us something like this. And I'm not a baseball guy, so don't make fun of me for not knowing what the hell a uh, an immaculate inning was. I'm sorry.
1: I oh, oh and, and and they are so rare that I understand that you'd have to look it up uh, because it is an incredibly rare thing. I'm a big baseball fan. I know you're not. That's okay. But one thing I'll say about baseball, this isn't true, but it's so close to true that I watch a ton of Braves games. I mean, an absolute ton of them. And it's crazy to me. Like you said, 30 teams playing 162 games. So that's 15 times 162. That's how many games there are every year. Major League Baseball. That's a lot. It's 2000, I think. And you, you watch, you watch it, it, all the time, you'll see something new every game. Every game, you'll, you'll be like, I've never seen that before. <laughs> and that literally sometimes happens. Last night in the Braves game, the second baseman, who's a new guy, he's playing because of injury. He flubbed a gr- runner on first and second. Flubbed. No, no, just a runner on second. Flubs a grounder. Flubs one. I mean, just like a bad play for a 10th grader. Flubs a grounder so he can't throw out the guy at first. But then he hits the ground, rolls over out of the corner of his eye. He sees that runner on second, got a little too far off the bag, fired almost a blind shot back toward the second base bag, and they picked the dude off. And you're like, that was the worst great play I've ever seen. (laughs) I mean, it was a terrible play, and he turned it into a thing of beauty that's going to be top 10 sports center. And that's like, well, never seen that before.
0: And that one more baseball thing, even though, again, I'm not a baseball guy, I just don't enjoy it that much. Um, Every time I think I'll never watch a baseball game again, I'm always reminded of when Randy Johnson threw a 101-mile-an-hour heater and blew that dove into next week. It just shattered into a sea of feathers. Um, That's the dangest thing I've ever seen.
1: Um, It It was incredible.
0: Jimmy, I need to tell everybody about Rock Auto. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you'll need. Why endure the often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions? Like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? Nobody knows, don't even ask anybody, don't ask anybody, don't ask the Honda people, they don't know. And wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers, you have a phone, go to rockauto.com, use that. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Watch you to spend 30, 50, even 100% more. Why would you do that? That's crazy talk. We don't have money anymore. We, we don't. We spend it all on gas, so you need every precious dollar. Save that precious money at rockauto.com. All the parts your car will ever need, RockAuto. Jimmy, I want to tell everybody, too, um, about the NBA mock draft. Look, you need to go check right. it out. Uh, it's 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 awesome. The first picks of the ultimate NBA mock draft have been made. Search now for ultimate NBA mock draft. Get over fifty insiders, the Audacity Sports Experts, the draft experts, and the Locked In on NBA Big Board. The five episode Ultimate NBA mock draft is underway. Make Ultimate NBA mock draft your second listen today, right after this awesome podcast. All right, Jimmy, we will finish up beer sales in Bright Denny. Um, I, yet another graphic for me here that I'm putting up. If I can ever click on it, there it is. That's officially me holding a beer in Bryant Denny Stadium. If we have this, I don't think that's actually Bright Denny, but I'm gonna pretend it is, and I'm gonna pretend that's me with much more hair on my arms than normal, and um, my hands look kind of veiny, but that's okay. That's me <laughs> holding a beer, and uh, in Bryant Denny, I think it's a great idea. I, I mean, look, Jimmy. I graduated Alabama in 1995 from 91 to 95. I was there every single game. I had miniatures just like everybody else that was there. Um, and if we're all doing it again, that is a, you know, that's horrible way to put it. Cause you know, if everybody jumps off a bridge, are you going to do it kind of thing? No, Maybe. but this is a little different. Um, and since everybody's drinking anyway, I think we ought to make it where it's more responsible. I would love to see the university say, OK, here's what we're going to do. We're going to sell alcohol and it'd be great if they sold liquor, too. I doubt that that will happen. Price beer. But we're going to sell alcohol. And if you're caught with outside alcohol, you're in a lot more trouble than you would have been before. You know, maybe there's a way to do that so that because um, I want the university to capitalize financially on the on the the beer sales or alcohol sales in general. You're looking at me like I'm absolutely insane.
1: No, 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 no. no. I mean, I'm soaking it all in because everyone, every, I'm interested because every single person's going to have a different opinion about this. To me, it's not just pro-alcohol, anti-alcohol, pro-drinking at the games, anti-drinking. I think everybody's answer is a little complex. I've seen, uh, you know, uh, a room full of Alabama supporters being asked, you know, who's in favor of, of beer at the games. And the majority of people don't raise their hands. The majority haven't, not, not in a room I've been in when someone from the university asked about that. Um, but things have changed. And that, that's what makes us infinitely interesting. And what I'm going to say is I mean, I, I know how terribly rude this is going to sound and how maybe even condescending. And I, I don't literally mean it that way. I'm just being honest because you want my honest opinion. Look, I'm pro beer. Everybody knows me, knows this. I, I drink beer and other things. <laughs> I do. I'm pro beer. I, you have beer in that Starbucks, Bill. <laughs> there could be. There could be. And that's smart of me. Um, But here's what I'm not pro. Drunk people. I okay. like beer. Agreed. I don't care <laughs> for drunk people. Then you throw in a football game that everybody cares about. Hell, there's there's this 1% out there shooting each other o- over games when they're not drunk at the stadium, you know, Um, I don't trust uh, people, even Alabama fans, uh, you know, to, to, to not, for there not to be, look, I don't, whether I drink or not at the games, I, I pay, you know, a lot of money for those tickets. I don't want my experience to be negative. Like, I'm not sure if I want to go to the games anymore because everybody around me is a big jerk now. And um, I'm,
0: I'm, I'm going to cut you off for a second because here's what I want to say. It is the NFLizing of the college game. Yeah, and right. I've been to a couple of NFL games recently. I mean, if you follow this podcast, you know my son is a huge Philadelphia Eagles fan for absolutely no reason at all. Um, <laughs> and I took him to the Eagles-Falcons game last year. First of all, his first game of the year was not even close to a sellout. Wasn't even. In fact, I think the day before – no, that's not right. Never mind. Um, but uh, the, it wasn't close to a sellout. wasn't even near it. And, um, you know, beers flowing like wine. <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> um, and, you know, my thought was, and everybody was pretty rude to one another. Now, you know, my son was wearing an Eagles jersey, but nobody said anything to him. You no, know, but Nothing like that. But there was some mild confrontation. And my point is... See in the NFL, I think they've all come to the conclusion. Okay, we're going to have games where we're going to have a lot of jerks that are drunk because we make a bunch of money that way. And this is professional football, and it's not really made for the little kids or a family of five to bring their their twelve year old, their ten year old, and their six year old. They, but see, college football to me is that way. You know, right. like that's the same reason I like playing Mercer because if you're a family of four right now. And let's say you make eighty thousand dollars a year. That's a dang good living, or it was about three months ago. Um, if you make eighty thousand dollars a year, it's tough to go to Alabama LSU with your family of four because you you probably have to pay a scalper or a gazillion dollars. Then you got to park, and that's fifty bucks. Then you get everybody stuff. That's two hundred bucks. I mean, it, it just it adds up quickly. So a Mercer, you can park easier. You can the tickets are cheaper. Everything's better, um, and. I also want Bryant-Denny and all college teams to be a family environment to a degree. I mean, I, I want to also be rowdy and, and and make Texas A&M feel nervous on the field. But um, I'm just telling you, like, that the professionalization of this college sport continues, and it will continue with beer sales, even though I just advocated for it at the very beginning of this segment. It scares me a little bit that we're just – I mean, we're, we're becoming the minor leagues. Now, you can say we've always been the minor leagues, but, like, now we're really not messing around. We're the minor leagues. And um, that is scary to me a little bit, but I don't think we can stop it.
1: No, that's that's exactly right. And, again, I don't want to be one of these, hey, I'm headed for a time that I don't care about college football. I think that's people that really care about college football, like me and you do. Yeah, it's going to be – it's going to take a lot for us yeah. to abandon this game and this sport, and I don't think that will happen in my lifetime. But the direction is the direction is uh, disappointing to me uh, because I, I don't want to go back to the past, uh, but I also don't want to be literally the minor leagues for for the NFL. Because as I say all the time, uh, nobody watches minor league sports. Nobody yeah. watches that. Nobody watches that. Well, that's what none of them are on TV. You can also can't go to the past and make it, no, it just needs to be about kids that wanna to go to school and that aren't necessarily all pro prospects, but they're playing because they love the game. And you know what? Nobody watches college baseball. You don't know the players. They're not the best 18 to 19 year olds in the world. Those guys play literal minor league baseball that nobody's watching, but they're not watching college well, baseball or junior college. That's exactly right. Some kids choose junior college over college because those are full scholarships and, and, and division and one is purple scholarship. And you can you you're, get drafted you're, after you're draft junior eligible. College. That's right, you're draft I don't know eligible. How that works. So there are so many crazy rules that it's, oh, and, and you can be drafted even after two years of college if you're 20, you're you're draft eligible after your 21st birthday, no matter what, what year you are in college, or you're draft eligible in junior college, whenever, and you're draft eligible after high school. I mean, it's, and then the international players is nothing but free, literal free agency when you're 16. Um, And it's, it, it, the rules are, it takes an agent to understand what all the rules are, but Regardless of that, no one watches minor league baseball. No one watches college baseball. And we need to be careful with with college football that it doesn't lose what's made it special in the first place. And it just won't be. I I saw somebody post earlier today about a really tough schedule. And they're like, who cares if you lose three games in the future? You're still going to make the playoff. How about threw up? I, I just hate that we're turning towards eight and four being a good year because it gets you in the playoff. And I'm like. I want to care a lot about every single game, and here, here's the deal, though. A lot of people will never dismiss that, and maybe we, in the future you can go eight and four. But at Alabama, it's going to be decades before every loss isn't treated like the Titanic hitting the Hindenburg. I mean, even when you can go eight and four, and us journalists like me and you're telling people, why are you panicking? We're, we're so in the playoff. Why are you upset? because we're used to being upset when Alabama loses, you know? It's I, don't be, not, I want I don't, to be uh, that way. Yeah, exactly. I want to be upset after Alabama loses because it means that we might be out. The season might be over. The pressure of – I hate it when people used to say, uh, you know, college football doesn't have a playoff and that's why it sucks. College football had a playoff. It started September 1st in a single elimination. And, and, <laughs> and that's that's literally – everyone was in the playoff, and as soon as you lost, you're out. And I thought that was great, but, you know, whatever. Look, look let me, again, to, to wrap up,
0: did the Rays win yesterday, by the way?
1: Yeah, 14 in a row.
0: Okay. The Braves have won 14 games in a row, and they're in second place by four and a half games or something. Yeah, so if you win 14 games in a row in college football, you're rewarded. You win 14 games in a row in baseball, it gets you second place. All right. All right. That's going to do it for today's episode. Appreciate you guys again. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll be back soon. Until then, roll tide.
1: Roll tide.